Making Trades, a bi-monthly business podcast that talks with entrepreneurs in the North DeKalb area. Today, your hosts are Van Pappas and Tom Adam. And now, Between Two Trades. All right. Thank you, Theo, for that great intro. Uh, We are here today in the plush studios of the Chambly Chamber of Commerce for another episode of Between Two Trains. Once again, my co-host Tom Abbott is here with me. Tom, how are you today? Good to see you, Van. Doing great. So today is April Fool's Day, April 1st. You gonna play any April Fool's jokes on your well, loved you know, ones? I was really excited. I just read an article. They're putting a sixty-five story building in downtown Chambly. That Get is out. awesome. Sixty-five story <laughs> building. That's an April Fool's yeah, joke, that's right? An April Fool's okay, joke, all right. All right. All right, so today we have a great guest that we're going to bring on in a little bit, uh, Robert Pond from Premier Commercial Real Estate. We'll talk with him about his business and things going on in the area. Uh, But as always, our first segment is Entrepreneur Talk, where we are going to chat about uh, some topics today. We're going to talk about real estate and mortgage rates. And Tom, you're in the real estate business, so you know what's going on? Are we getting too hot here with all the real estate going on. It seems like prices are going up and I understand rates have started ticking up. Well, the thing with prices going up is it's just a, kind of the law of supply and demand. I mean, we just don't have inventory. Um, I literally... Did, why, why is that? Are they not building? They're building, but they're not building fast enough where they're only building in certain areas. Like you might be building single family homes out in the suburbs. But if I'm a, a buyer and I want to buy a brand new condo, I've got very limited choices to be able to pick from in, in purchasing something like that. So a lot of it is limited inventory. I've got a case in point, buyer... We were supposed to look at a townhouse yesterday and one today, and both of them went under contract before we could get in to see them. So it's just this this limited inventory. Um, so I don't think that we're I don't foresee us being in a bubble like we were last time. I think um, so. You you don't. I mean, we're not repeating 2007. No, not by any means. I mean, your your buyers now have to be qualified. I mean, they've got to prove their income. It's not like back pre market crash. You know, fog a mirror, we'll give you a loan kind of thing. I mean, all you had to do is say, hey, I make hundred fifty thousand dollars. They said, okay, fine, we'll give you a loan. It's but not it, like it that seems, now. It seems like, though, that builders aren't building um, the lower-end housing. They're either building multifamily you know, apartments or they're building these seven, dollars $800,000 homes. So what is someone, you know, do you get a lot of people who are looking for starter homes and say, hey, I, I just can't afford a $700,000 home? Well, yeah, that is a challenge. Like if you're, if you're a, a new couple and you want a starter home, I mean, I was looking the other day and I saw a, a new home development all the way out by Brazelton. You know, which is not not close to Atlanta by any means. You're out there a ways, and they were starting at three hundred thousand dollars for a starter home. So it's just what the builders are building now. So it makes it very difficult for you know young couples sometimes. So, to so get what's the alternative? They they have to if they can't afford that, they just have to continue to rent. Either rent or you know maybe save up more money for a down payment. There's a lot of options out there with um, different mortgage programs. I'm not a mortgage lender, but there are certainly a lot of opportunities to be able to. Um, uh, you know, get different help with your mortgage, um, different down payment programs. Uh, you might have a family member who could gift you a down payment, maybe grandma and grandpa or aunt and uncle or somebody has, you know, got some money they could help you out. So there are ways to help those people get into those homes. There's certainly some opportunities we can do. do well, you know, that brings up an interesting uh topic, you know, when I sit down with a financial planning client and we have the conversation about owning a home, you know, it usually comes up, they ask me, you know, what is better to rent or to own? Do you ever get clients that are, 
you know, ask you, should they be renting? I get all the time. And, and it's really a very personal situation. And I tell most people, you know, if like, like say, if you're younger and you're looking to, to buy something, I always ask people, well, it depends on the, on your job. Okay. If you're in a type of industry where you think, wow, in two years, I could suddenly that great job will be San Francisco or Chicago or Houston or Austin or wherever it might be. If you purchase something now, there's a good chance that you won't you may see very little return on your investment or might even lose a little bit of money by the time you pay marketing fees. So I think a lot of it has to do with your stability of your job and where you're going to be as to whether you should rent or own. There are some people I've talked to that they just want somebody to change light bulbs. They don't want to do any of that kind of stuff, and they belong no, in a rental. No yard where they're not they, interested in they yard belong in a, They belong in a rental, and that's where they should be. But then you have other people that are like – that make the smart decision, as you can say, from the financial planning side, they're like, I am tired of paying, throwing this money away and have nothing to show for it. Yeah. So. Well, it seems like, though, uh, the other part of that equation is if I'm not going to own and I'm going to go rent, you know, yeah, you, all the things you said are, are accurate, but what about as it just seems like rent rates are going through the roof you know, lately, you know, uh, you can't, the same three bedroom apartment, you know, from five years ago is a third more. Um, are we getting to a point where rent rates are going to be so much that people can't even afford to rent? Um, well, either that or it will that make it will make it that much more attractive for someone to buy because you can actually own a home and it might cost you less per month to own a home than it does to rent. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, it's an interesting topic. I know we can probably talk about it for, for hours and hours. Exactly. Um, and obviously, with rates ticking up, it's probably a good time to look, if you are planning on buying, to go out and see if you do qualify uh, for a loan and be able to go out and, and get that loan before the rates go you know, really high. People forget that there was a period of time in our our country where rates were double digits. You know, People don't remember that in the 80s, there were 13, 14, 15% interest rates. How people bought houses in the 80s, I don't know. Well, you know, the thing to keep in mind about that is houses weren't three and $400,000 back then. They might have been forty, fifty thousand $50,000. But even still, a $50,000 house with 14, 15, 16% interest was a pretty hefty thing to pay. Right, right. So. All right. Well, you've been listening to Between Two Trains. Uh, my co-host, uh, Robert I mean, I'm sorry, Tom. Tom Abbott. Right. Robert Pond is who we're bringing on. Tom Abbott. Uh, You're excited about your guest. I, I am excited about bringing on Robert. Robert's a great guy, and I can't wait to hear about his company, Premier uh, Perimeter Commercial Real Estate. And we're going to take a short break here in our plush studios at the Chambly Chamber of Commerce, and we'll be right back after this message. If you recently got divorced, you may be wondering how to pick up all of the financial pieces. Is it time to make a new budget, new goals, and get a new game plan with your investments? What about the best way to save money on your taxes? Take control of your money future. Go to OxygenFinancial.net to schedule a complimentary meeting today. Go to OxygenFinancial.net to get started right now. Securities offered through Kester Investment Services, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Kester Advisory Services, an affiliate of Kester Investment Services. Oxygen is not affiliated with Kester. Are you a Shambly entrepreneur or business owner? Do you want to support the Shambly business community? Then come join the Shambly Chamber of Commerce. The Chamber is dedicated to promoting and advocating for the business interests of our diverse community. Through our partnerships with government and community organizations, the Chamber looks to nurture positive business growth. The Shambly Chamber also offers many different sponsorship and hosting opportunities at our monthly breakfast meetings, which feature business leaders and speakers from around the Atlanta area and at our larger events, such as the annual State of the City Address. 
Join the Chamber today to open a whole world of networking and advertising opportunities for your business. Learn more at chamberlychamber.org. Okay, welcome back to Between Two Trains, and uh, we are going to bring on Perimeter Commercial Real Estate. I know I said Premier earlier before the break, and they are Premier. They are Premier. They're doing some cool things They're in cool Chambly. cool stuff, uh, especially in the Chambly area, but uh, this is uh, Premier Perimeter. <laughs> Man, I don't know why I've got a, a block on that. Perimeter Commercial Real Estate, and our guest is Robert Pond. Robert, welcome to the show. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me. All right. So Perimeter Commercial Real Estate, how long have y'all been in business? You have a couple partners, right? Yep. Two partners. We've been in business, I want to say, about four years now. Okay. Um, we do a, a pretty wide range of uh, different things. We do uh, to. Uh, Real estate investment, uh, office retail, a um, number of different things all throughout the city, as well as uh, the great city of Chambly. We also do a fair amount of um, third-party office leasing uh, management, helping other owners and landlords to, um, to lease, to manage, to add value to their property. All right. So tell us, you got a couple of projects in Chambly, you said? Yeah, we do have a couple of projects in Chambly. We've got two uh, what we call adaptive <clears throat> reuse projects uh, in the downtown market. Um, both are historic buildings. One is uh, the building that was formerly the Whaley Machine Company, which operated from the, I want to say, 1960s to about 2015. Uh, Family-owned business. Um, the entire time, they ended up shutting down the business we purchased the property for them and we're in the process of converting that into a this was like a machine shop it was a machine shop I need so to, were there like uh environmental stuff you had to deal with or what what was it was just equipment that could be moved out it was a lot of equipment that uh that needed to be moved out they did a lot of uh, metal manufacturing they did munitions during the vietnam war okay. Um, they did a lot of automobile parts, um, basically anything that had to do with, uh, with metal manufacturing they did at some point. So they had about uh, 60, 70 years worth of machines and metal and parts and you name it that was in the building. So it took about six months to move everything out. We got it all cleaned out, got the building cleaned up um, and have been in the process of reno renovating it for the past uh, about year now and are currently... Uh, leasing the building up to different office tenants from so this is purely just an office play it's purely just an office building All that's right. correct and then across the street from that is the formerly the prospect methodist church the uh building the dates are uh, a little uncertain as to when exactly it was built i've heard early 1800s i've heard late 1800s but it was one of the the original buildings in the <clears throat> in the downtown shambly area it operated as the methodist church from the 1800s up to somewhere in the 19 mid 1900s 1960s 1970s and then from there until recently it operated as an antique store well you know the shambly's doing a a history project in fact my wife is is part of that history project i don't know if you know about this but they've got a lot of old pictures i think my wife said that they have a picture of when it was a church um, so you might want to check with the Shambly History Project about what old documents they might have about your piece of property. Yeah, definitely, definitely. We've seen a few older photos. Um, in fact, the uh, the former the former uh, owner tenant in the building, which who ran the antique store, had some photos that we saw. So it's pretty remarkable seeing 
the structure going back, you know, 100 years, 150 years, and see it, seeing it there today. Robert, what's the plan for that building? What are you going to, what's, what are you, office as well, or what? what's the use? We're still working on some different ideas. I think we're uh, pursuing a route of doing some type of retail restaurant, multi-tenant building. We've done some renovation to the property right now. We're still working on our our uh, our long-term plan um there's a lot of exciting stuff happening in that little quarter right now with the town center a lot of the older properties. i was going to ask you about that so when you decide to select these properties was it with the intention because you know so much is going on in shame we said hey we want to get in before on the ground floor or they were just opportunities that came along to you how did you end up picking those properties yeah i think it's a little bit of everything um you know opportunities that um that came along that were discovered obviously um you know have worked in the city a long time uh huntley hills resident so um you know i'm aware of what's going on definitely believe and wanted to invest back in the city and then um, all of the redevelopment happening in the area with the town center with everything gm plants um you know now is a good time to be to be investing in that area commercially no is it too late uh, has the opportunities left or are there still deals out there to be made in in the area with everything you said the town center and the gm plant and whatnot we got a beautiful whole foods now that's driving a lot of business have we missed the boat as investors or I don't know if we've missed the boat. I'm not going to say it's it's too late. I'll tell you that it's definitely harder to find opportunities now than I think it was even even a year ago or or two years ago. And that's something that I hear consistently across the board from from people in commercial real estate. The prices have you know certainly gone up, gone up, and gone up, and have. How do we balance that as a community? You know, some residents think that the community's going to get so expensive that they can't live here anymore. Are we driving up our commercial property values to a point where we're going to price out the people that have lived here for 30 years? Or is there, are we pretty much right in line where we need to be? I don't know. It's hard to say, you know, real estate, like every other market has an ebb and a flow. Prices go up. Um, you know, prices eventually will come back down somewhat markets, markets will cycle. So it's, it's really hard to, to say if we're, um, you know, at a place where the prices are too high, if they're right where they need to be. Um, you know, again, just a lot of, of growth in the area. There's a lot of things that have been changing very, very quickly. So, um, you know, t- tough to know, but I think kind of over time, you'll start to see things stabilize. Mm-hmm. Now, you mentioned, I think Tom asked about what the tenants you might put in that uh, old church would be. And I think I heard you say something about a restaurant. That's- Is- that's that's a possibility. It's in the cards. We've been uh, we've been having discussions with with a number of different potential restaurants. Um, mm-hmm. You know, to be seen. I think. Okay. All right. You're gonna uh, have some great you'll have some great tenants up the street next year with Serta Simmons when they uh, or I mean customers when they open up. They'll be right in the Serta Simmons World Headquarters going up there. So there'll be five, six. Is that what a restaurateur is looking for? Just demographics? You know, how many people are in the area? What, what, when they're, when you're talking to these restaurateurs, what data are you giving them to say, this is why you need to come to my place? You know, I think, you know, this, you know, the secret's out on, on Shambly. So I think, you know, Shambly sells itself a lot more now than, you know, a few years ago when you were bringing potential restaurant tenants bringing potential you know other retailer office tenants into the market and selling them on on everything that was happening in the market but you know restaurateurs will look at a you know i think a matrix of different factors they'll look at demographics 
they'll look at you know you know the attributes of the property they'll look at the you know what is the parking they'll look at what is the traffic count the exposure things like that i think that we're definitely seeing um you know across the board whether it be um you know office tenants whether it be restaurant tenants people definitely are starting to look for um, I think, you know, properties that have a, a certain unique characteristic to them um, versus something that's kind of just brand new and, and boring and vanilla. So we've really seen, I think, an explosion in the popularity of adaptive reuse projects taking old properties, taking old real estate, uh, fixing them up and, and making them cool again. And you're even starting to see a little bit of trend like that, that I think it's called the T3 building at Atlantic Station. That's correct. That they're proposing that is going to look like an old building, but they're building it brand new with a lot of wood and everything, just because even the person looking for a new building wants that cool feel to it, not a standard glass tower kind of thing. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting project. They're actually going to do that uh, all timber and all glass construction. So it's really going to have a, yep. um, you know, kind of a historic vibe, um, even though it's going to be a brand new building. And, you know, across the board, I think, you know, uh, as the uh, the percentage of millennials especially um, increases within the marketplace, people want something different than they wanted 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. And, um, you know, again, more and more that uh, that adaptive reuse, that cool factor is very important in terms of, uh, you know, offering uh, potential real estate to, to different tenants. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, obviously, you know, we, we, you mentioned the properties that you're doing here in the Shambly market, but y'all are, y'all are located not in Shambly, but actually in Smyrna. Our correct? office is in Smyrna. I wish it was in Shambly. Yeah. Um, it would definitely be much better I, for my commute. I understand there's space in the Wayway machine shop. <laughs> there, there's a little bit of space left. Yes, we could, uh, we could, we could definitely make room, but no, our office is in Smyrna. It just happens. So to outside of Shambly, you have some other projects going on around town or yeah we do we we uh focus kind of all over the place um you know shambly we do some stuff in in town atlanta we have some properties um project down in inman park and then we have some properties out in the outline metro area as well so um we'll kind of uh, look and work anywhere where there's there's opportunities in the atlanta market great cool All right. So typically at this point in the episode, we like to have a little fun. Uh, We like to play some games. And uh, this this uh, episode, we're going to go back to one of our early games called Hot or Not. Hot or Not. Yes. So let me explain to you, Robert, since you haven't played this before, what Hot or Not is. We are going to give you a couple of topics and we just want you as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, as a professional to tell us, is this something that's hot to do or not so hot to do? And uh, we'll just have some, some fun with it. So um, first hot or not is a personal five-year business plan. Is it hot or not to create a five-year plan? Oh, I have no idea. Probably not. I think most people don't uh, don't like to plan things out so, too much. So no planning for you. You just, no, just fly by the seat of your pants. Oh, me or me or yeah, in else. general. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Not um, so hot. I'm gonna say not so hot. Okay. All right. All right. Tom, you have a hot or not for um, triple net leases on commercial tenants. Uh, hot or not? I think hot. Yeah. Why so? I think that uh, you know in an, in a uh, 
a time in the maybe, market. Maybe for our listeners, why don't, before you tell us, you explain what triple net leases are, because they may not even know what that means. Sure. So commercial leases are uh, are oftentimes not always handled differently than what you may see in a residential lease. Yeah, I've have, I have some rental properties. It's pretty easy, right? What's the difference? Sure. Well, it's very different, <laughs> okay. or, or I should say it can be very different. Okay. So one of the big differences you'll see in commercial leases a lot of times is a uh, some type of net lease structure. And what that means is they actually separate out what they call the base rent and then what are the operating expenses, and they structure those completely differently. So as an example, if you're going to go and lease an office building or go and lease a retail property, they will say, uh, you know, van, this is the rental rate, and this portion of the rental rate is the base rental rate or what you pay us. And then this portion of the rental rate is actually your um, proportionate share of the taxes and the operating expenses for the property. So okay. basically, they want to capture and separate the the uh, the return of the profit through the base rent um, completely separately from what the operating expenses are. And what that means is that if there is an increase or decrease in property. Um, expenses that the landlord's uh, return does not fluctuate with with that. To pass that along to the tenants, basically. To pass that along to the tenants, so it's so very beneficial you, to the landlord in a uh, you know in a time in the market right now where we're seeing a lot of increases in prices. I was going to ask you: Are the tenants all of a sudden saying, "Oh, wait a second, the value of the properties are going up, taxes are going up, are going I'm up, paying more rent." The taxes are going up, and the uh, the costs associated with leases are going up. Oh, wow. Okay, there you go. There Interesting. You go. So uh, just to reiterate, you said that was a hot thing. I think it's a hot thing. Hot thing. All right. All right. I'm going to give you the next one. Um, it's near and dear to my heart because I'm so passionate about this city. Shambly, hot or not? Shambly's hot. Hot. No doubt. No, no doubt. doubt. What Shambly makes it so hot? hot. Uh, what makes it hot? It's a great place to be. Um, I think that, you know, generally um, Atlanta is a, you know, a city that's, uh, that's continuing to grow from within. And for a long time, Shambly was ignored. Um, neighborhoods like Buckhead and Brookhaven got a lot of love, got a lot of the investment. You've seen a lot of growth in the in-town markets in the, you know, areas like the Highlands and the Old Fourth Ward, East Atlanta, areas like that. But you think about all of the attributes in terms of the proximity to um, some of the in-town neighborhoods, to the core business centers, the MARTA, um, all of those factors. So Chambly is definitely hot. You're seeing a lot of, of growth, a lot of investment in the market. The uh, Whole Foods Center recently sold, and I think I read that it was one of the uh, the highest price per square foot retail center sales that the city's ever seen. So definitely the city of Chambly or all of Atlanta? The city of Metro Atlanta. Metro or, Atlanta. Or I should say Metro Atlanta. Metro Atlanta. So let's just make sure we got that clear for all our viewers. You're telling me. We're setting records. Baby. We are setting, setting records, records in the Chambly marketplace. We are setting records. All right. All right. So. Um, hot or not, chef-driven restaurants. Uh, ooh, ooh, that's yeah, a good that's, one. That that's is. a good one. I will say hot. I will say um, maybe not soon. We've definitely seen a... Seems like they're popping up all over they're the all place. They're all over the place. Are there that many chefs? There's a lot of chefs. There's a lot of restaurants. Um, so there's a lot of speculation that we have been oversupplied with, with restaurants. 
Um, I want to say every new development you see is anchored with two to three new chef-driven restaurant concepts. And, um, you know, so there's, there has definitely been talk of a restaurant bubble, but in the last five years, 10 years, we've definitely seen, um, you know, a growth in that area. So uh, I'd say yes, hot right now, in the next two to three years, uh, maybe not hot. But then you also look at like craft breweries. I mean, that is like just exploded all over the country and doesn't seem to be stopping. I mean, every time you turn around, another craft brewery coming. As a, as a landlord, you know, which would you rather have? Because it would seem to me a chef driven restaurant has a little bit more risk in failure. Um, I could be wrong. Would you rather see, if you had a tenant, a chef-driven restaurant or some chain restaurant come in? You know, it all depends. I think a lot of times the chain restaurants, they don't have the same cool factor. They don't have the same vibe. So, um, you know, in an adaptive reuse in an old cool building in downtown Chambly, I think something that's chef-driven would definitely be much more appropriate um, you know, if you're than out, a fast food restaurant. <laughs> yeah, if you're if you're out on uh, Pichy Boulevard uh, on a corner, maybe uh, maybe a national chain would be a better fit for that. Um, but it all depends. You know, okay. restaurants do have a high failure uh, rate. I want to say about a forty percent failure rate. So it, wow. it's always uh, you know prudent to be thoughtful in terms of the uh, the tenants and the mix and um, what's going on in the area in terms of total number of restaurants. Um, you know, how many are already there? You know, how much is it costing you to get these to get these restaurants in your buildings? So. Right, right. All right, one last uh, hot or not. Uh, as you know, today is uh, April Fool's Day, and we mentioned this in, in our first segment. Hot or not, is it cool to do April Fool's jokes? Do you do one on your, your family members? Yeah, no. It, you April, don't? April Fool's is always hot. No, always yeah, hot. Oh, yeah. It's always hot. hot. Every year. What do you, do you do something like on your wife? What uh, do you do? I, not, I, yeah. No? I don't want to spoil it. Don't want to spoil it. Okay. She's ex- <laughs> something later tonight. It's going to happen at the at the pond household, right? It, it's classified. There you <laughs> go. It's classified. There you go. I can tell you, you but then I'd have to kill you. Okay. All right. <laughs> I will tell you, uh, one year I played an April Fool's joke where I made a bunch of water balloons and uh, waited for my wife to come home from work, and she got pelted with water balloons. <laughs> I know she's going to listen to this and go, why did you sur- tell people that? I'm surprised you're still I might have to cut that. that out of the... I am excited that they decided to name the uh, the new Shambly Town Center project the Blee. That was that was voted on last night. It's right, very, very exciting to hear. <laughs> voted on by the Development Authority to it's, call the Town Center the Blee. It's right? a name that's that's near and dear. I have a feeling that's an April Fool's joke. That, yeah. All right. Well, Robert, thank you so much for coming on the show. Any parting comments about real estate in, in the area? Or? No, nothing. I mean, mm-hmm. I think uh, it's, a, it's a great time to be in the business. It's very exciting. It's, um, you know, a lot of exciting things happening, especially in the, in the Chambly area right now in terms of new development. So it's, it's uh, you know, it's great to be a part of it. Well, before we go, um, you know, my co-host Tom Abbott is uh, uh, one of the leaders in the Shambly Chamber, and we just want to make a couple of announcements about upcoming events. Tom, what, what's going on with the Chamber in the month of April? We got some exciting events. In the month of April, we have our State of City address coming up with uh, Mayor Clarkson. You're going to ask me the date, and I'm drawing a blank off the top of my head. I want to say it's they can the, find that on yeah, the they can Chamber find it website. on the Chamber website. So um, that's coming up in April, and then in May. 
a couple exciting events coming up. We'll have uh, Ted Jenkins, who's the co-founder of Oxygen Financial. Oh, near and dear to my heart. Yeah, we'll be speaking um, at one of our breakfast meetings. And uh, we're also going to be doing our business after hours in May at Mercy Care, which is a new facility that just opened here in Chambly. And we're excited they're going to share their facility with us as well. Now, the the, uh, State of the City address is something the Chamber puts on every year. And I believe this year it's going to be at the Marriott, correct? Yeah, be at the Century Center Marriott, or they call it the Atlanta Marriott Century Center, I believe is the title for it. Um, The hotel has just gone through a massive renovation. looks phenomenal, so we're excited to be there. Now, can anyone come? Is it free? Do they have to register? the public. Um, you just need to register. You can register on the Chambly website. On the and, Chamber uh, website? Ch- Chamber website mm-hmm. and uh, be able to t- attend it for free. We have, right. have sponsors. If you're a business owner listening and would like to uh, sponsor, we still have room for some sponsorships. All right. Well, thank you, Tom. And Robert, again, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And uh, you all have a great April Fool's Day and tune in. You can hear uh, Between Two Trains on iTunes, on SoundCloud. We're also on YouTube. We come out twice a month on the first and the 15th of each month so stay tuned for our next guests on april 15th uh, and we should have a hot show y'all have a great day hi this is van with between two trains we hope you've enjoyed this podcast We have a great lineup of future guests coming, so stay tuned. And if you're a business owner or an entrepreneur in the North DeKalb area and are interested in coming on the show, send us an email. We would love to get your story out to the community. Send your contact info to betweentwotrains at gmail.com. That's between the number two trains at gmail.com.